It's just another podcast. Gonna be picking it out. It's just another podcast. Gonna be picking it out. No telling what kind of shit we're gonna talk about. Yeah, cause we're just picking it out. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Uh, My name is Andrew Pope. I appreciate y'all tuning back in with me every week to picking it out. And uh, real excited this week. We got a a guy here that he's on one of my and Dana's favorite shows ever. Uh, Not just right now. I think it's, I think the writing, the editing the direction everything is this this cinema cinematography however you say that is is like the best uh, ozark and so we're excited to be talking to kevin l johnson today it plays on that show how you doing hoss what's going on man doing good thanks for having me oh yeah man thanks for doing it we we're just talking about his guitar hanging on the wall there and <laughs> Uh, he was telling me about how much of a guitar maestro he's become. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just just insane. Yeah, I can play it without even without my fingers. It's insane. Uh, where'd you get that guitar? Have you had it a while? Um, I got it. Uh, so I live in Georgia. Um, I got it. I don't know. I can't remember where. It's like maybe ten, fifteen minutes away from where I live. Um, like North Georgia. Um, but yeah, man, I, I got it to, I'm going to go back to learning how to play at some point. It's just, it's so, it can get so irritating. Like I can only go for 30 minutes because I'm just so irritated by it. And I count down the minutes. Like I'll, I'll be like, all right, Siri, give me 30 minutes. And I'm waiting for the 30 minutes to be over. So it's like, all right, cool. I got my 30 minutes in nice. But (laughs) (laughs) that was that was months ago. Yeah. So you just got the notion and wanted to learn how to play in your spare time. Yeah. I thought it'd be a, a fun thing to do, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Um, and I mean, so I played it a little bit, uh, but yeah, it just got frustrating. Well, keep at it, man. There's, I know, I know people say just keep at it and it gets, it gets easier. <laughs> uh, I mean, Man, I took piano lessons when I was like five or six, and I don't even remember why. I don't know if I asked somebody, you know, my mom or somebody, or they just put me in them because they wanted me to learn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked up a guitar when I was 14, and I just kind of already knew where stuff was at. Wow. Uh, based on the sound. So I can't read music. I play by ear. And I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of famous musicians, man, play by ear and they can't read music, oddly enough. Um, That's pretty incredible. 
It really is. It's like a natural, it's a natural ability I think you got to have, but also you do have to kind of learn, you know, there's a learning curve even for that. But, um, yeah, it takes a, it takes a good amount of like, like listening, right? I mean, just like in acting, you're listening to your scene partner. Yeah. When it comes to playing guitar or any musical instrument, you're, you definitely have to listen to the note. Yeah. For sure. Uh, you talked about you're in outside of Atlanta somewhere. Yeah. I live in, uh, Clarkston, Georgia, close to, well, technically we live in stone mountain, Georgia. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the address, but we're more in Clarkston. Like, I don't know how it works, but like, yeah. So technically we're in stone mountain, you know, it's, it's, uh, how long have you been there? I moved, uh, to Georgia, I mean, I grew up, I was born in Savannah, Georgia, Okay, but I was only there for like two years. So I really don't remember anything other than the fact that we got robbed a couple of times. <laughs> um, so my dad was like, all right, well, we're moving. Uh, so I grew up in Lake Wiley, South Carolina. Oh. And then, yeah. And then I, and I went to Clemson for my undergrad and then I moved Roll back time. home. Uh Oh, uh Oh, <laughs> Congratulations, by uh, the way. Hey, um, that, I love Dabo, man. I respect oh, I, the I, hell out of Dabo. I know you do. My dad's like, he because he, he's a huge Clemson. My dad went to Clemson, which is why, like, oh, I cool. went to Clemson. So I, orange and purple, I bleed, no doubt. Um, yeah. But he was sidetrack. He was, uh, I think, he was getting off a plane a couple years ago, and he he saw a guy with an Alabama shirt on. And I think, uh, and the guy was like, enjoy Dabo while you got him. Cause he's coming home. <laughs> I was like, you know, people say, I mean, that, that's man, what but... they say, man. I mean, it's, you know, he went to <laughs> Alabama. I, yeah. He played for Gene also... Stallings, 92 national championship team, yeah. man. Yeah. He's... But, he's, but he's also like, if he stays at Clemson, he'll mm-hmm. make his own legend. Like he's already becoming Clemson. Right. I mean, I mean, our, before him, you know, the big guy that we had was, uh, oh man, what was his name? He won our national championship back in the, uh, in like 1981, right before I was born. Yeah. But, uh, I can't think of the guy's name either. And normally I'm Dab- like a football whiz. So, <laughs> but Dabo is, uh, definitely cemented himself as the, the best coach we've ever had. And yeah, it's been incredible. Well, yeah, it really has. And you know, it's kind of like the Saban thing. Uh, you know, he won, after he won two or three national championships, you know, in the off season, every single year, they, there was talks of him going to Texas and Miss Terry's looking at houses in Austin and all this crap. And I knew the whole time, like he he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, Alabama is, you know, it's one of the top dogs. I mean, it's like Alabama, Clemson, and then I think everybody else really right now. It is. Uh, So, you know, he was building that thing at Alabama and he would have been crazy man to go anywhere and, and risk messing that up. Yeah. Um, I know he don't really think about that. You know, part of him kind of does. <laughs> How could you not, you know, uh, didn't he coach at Mich- Michigan state, Michigan state? Yeah. Kent yeah. state. Uh, Oh wow. Kent state. Wow. He, uh, man, he's, he's coached so many places, but when he tried, got to, he tried the NFL and he was like, eh, yeah, that's not working. That didn't work out too well, uh, which, I, I, you know, we're glad that it didn't. Oh, you are. Uh, 
but yeah, da- I love Dabo, you know, and uh, he he has all my uh, respect. Um, there was an article that was written about him from a, a place we have here in Alabama, al.com. And I thought it was kind of disrespectful. It was making it sound in not so many words like Dabo was a racist. And I knew oh, that wasn't yeah. true. And man, I just, you know, the whole headline, it just jumped on me because I know that wasn't true. And I didn't even read further than the headline. And uh, it, it was, uh, anyway, yeah, sidetrack. Yeah. We sidetrack yeah. a lot here. We, <laughs> I know, we were talking about where I grew up. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned Clemson. It's like, oh, Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all it took. But yeah, I've lived here. I've lived in Georgia for like five years. Oh, cool. uh, I moved uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina okay. to, Georgia, to Georgia. Oh, yeah. I love Charlotte. Um uh, I love North Carolina, South Carolina, all that. Uh, you know, it's funny because, um, and you can you can tell me if this is true or not, but other friends of mine have said that a lot of pilots now are being filmed in Atlanta because oh, of yeah. the, the uh, permits to shoot are so mm-hmm. much cheaper than L.A. and New York. Yeah, they get a tax incentive uh, to to film in Atlanta. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty generous. Yeah. Um, that's why you have, you know, the walking dead, you got Ozark, you got stranger things, you got, uh, a lot of Netflix shows. Um, the resident on Fox, uh, lots of pilots. I just had a good audition for a pilot. I, it, it would be my biggest role yet. I can't really say much about it, but i pretty excited if i get it it would be nice uh but yeah a lot of a lot of stuff films here um so yeah i feel like a lot of uh actors are are moving to that area um yeah yeah it makes sense and marvel i forgot to mention marvel like all the the new shows that are coming out on disney mm-hmm. like most of them film here like wandavision which is I definitely recommend if you haven't seen that. It's it's such a it's such a unique show. Uh, you know, uh, are you familiar with the Marvel characters at all? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so Wanda and Vision, like, remember they were kind of a couple in mm-hmm. the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So sh- so they get their own like spinoff, but it's very unique. Without giving anything away, it kind of takes place in a sitcom world. Okay. Um, and there's a reason it does, uh, which it's kind of a slow burn. You know, there's five, there are five episodes deep. Uh, the newest episode just came out today and there's a lot of, it's getting a lot of praise by critics, but then some of the, some people, I think it's like it, you either like it or you don't because it's the first three episodes are literally sitcoms mm. and it's like little bits and pieces in the episodes you know, uh, to figure out what's going on, but you still don't know what's going on until like episode four. Oh, but I love that. We we I watch stuff like that all the time. It. Uh, but yeah, that, that film's here. Uh, Hawkeye, the new, like his show is going to films here. She Hulk, um, Captain, uh, what's it? Winter soldier. Uh, oh man. Falcon and the winter soldier. So yeah, 
In other words, a lot of stuff shoots here <laughs> for sure. Uh, you mentioned Ozark. Did they did they film there a good bit too? Oh yeah, everything films here. Really? Yep. I mean, maybe some of the establishing shots are shot in Missouri, mm-hmm. um, but ninety nine point nine percent of it's shot in Georgia. Wow, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Oh yeah. Uh, I saw an article here a while back where uh, the uh, oh, shit. I said I love the show, but I can't remember the name of the Bear Bearcat Lodge. Is that right? Oh, uh, the Blue Cat Lodge. Blue Cat Lodge. Yeah, was sold. I mean, of course, that's not the real thing, but the building that they were using for that was sold. Yeah, Netflix um, had bought it, and then they sold it, right? Yeah, because uh, we were done with the Blue Cat Lodge, uh, um, like storyline mm-hmm. after after season two. So, yeah, it just made made sense. They were like, "Yeah, well, we don't need the building anymore." So, there you go, guys. How did you get that gig? Uh, so I have an agent. Um, in the Southeast. I mean, I have an agent in LA now as well because of Ozark, Mm -hmm. but back in season one, when I booked the role, I, uh, I got a breakdown. It said, uh, it said Sam Dermody, real estate agent in the Ozarks, affable, loves his dog. (laughs) And that was, that was the breakdown. That was, uh, and, uh, I sent in my tape because a lot of, uh, auditions, um, even before the pandemic, most like first round auditions are on tape. Mm-hmm. So I sent in my tape, felt good about it. And then I found out that they were going to go with somebody older. So I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I've been in this business for like 10 years. I'm, I'm used to rejection. <laughs> yeah. And then I found out like just driving back to Charlotte for a, like a, like an audition for or a callback for a short film. My agent calls me. He's like, Hey, they want to book you for Ozark. So I was like, wow. Um, and like, that's what's crazy is that's how a lot of stories you hear. Like, it's like, you're never their first choice mm-hmm. or, or they don't know what they want at first. And then they change their mind. Yeah. So a lot of luck's involved. And at that point, when you got that uh, audition or when they, when they, I guess the callback you are, they'd already cast everybody else, the main characters. Um, I'm pretty sure Jason Bateman, Laura Lenny, uh, Julia Garner, who plays Ruth. A lot of them were probably, well, I don't know, actually. No, I didn't know Laura Lenny was going to be cast at, when I got cast. Like they still hadn't found uh, a Wendy yet. Mm. So that was a nice, nice, pleasant surprise when I found out I was going to get to work with her. Man, season three, she was, she really has some moments. She's amazing. My God. It's, it's, it's a very, like the women on the show are badasses. Like it's very female driven. You can see. Absolutely are. And I like seeing that more because it kind of focused on Jason's character, you know, up until really the last season, man. And, you know, like you said, I love seeing that because, uh, they, they're, terrific actresses and they need to be uh you know have a deeper 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 storyline revolving around their characters oh yeah and we got some you know good like women who are on the writing crew and i think some people thought like because when we first started the show 
you always want to compare it to another show. So people, you know, are interested in it. Mm -hmm. So obviously what's the go-to breaking bad. Yeah. Um, so people expected, you know, Marty bird to be Walter white. Yeah. Whereas it ended up more of Wendy bird being Uh Walter white. So, yeah. Yeah. I love their evil genius between the two of them. And they can be just, you know, against each other in the story. And then they're teaming up to go against the world or, you know, to save their family. You know, yeah. And it still comes back to the family thing. I mean, it's just genius writing, I think. Yeah. it's It was <laughs> season three was funny with the uh, the therapy sessions like that. Yeah. Was, yeah, that was that was great. And the woman who I, I can't for the life of me, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but she is just was hilarious like so good yeah y'all all were man and the the lady Thanks. that played your mother you know it was very natural it feels oh. real <laughs> oh sharon yeah yeah she's a huge alabama fan really yeah yeah i remember when we were shooting season one um because we won the national championship against you guys in yeah. season one yeah 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 <laughs> and uh i remember we were going on set i was like because i watched it you know, at my parents' place, because they live like right down the street, basically. Okay. Um, I was like, man, I got to be on set the next day. And and I was going to be shooting with Sharon. <laughs> so, and she's mm-hmm. a huge Alabama fan and a Georgia fan, but mainly Alabama, I think. Yeah. Um, But she was really, she's really sweet, though. She was kind of happy that, uh, in a way, that if she had to, if they had to lose, they lost to, yeah. to my team, who I had never seen them win the national championship until that year. Like, cause I missed, I was born the year after. So I, you know, I missed the cutoff on the yeah. first one. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> it was, it was an amazing feeling getting to celebrate with my dad. Yeah. Seeing how excited he was when they won. And it was, yeah, it was, it was just amazing. I get that because it comes from my granddaddy really. I mean, yeah. he was Bear Bryant, Alabama, Gene Stallings, you know, the whole, I mean, his whole life. He used to go to the games. I've got old ticket stubs from oh, wow. the 70s, and they're in color. And they're, they're, they look like little, almost like little pieces out of a comic book or something. There's illustrations, and, and you know, it's, it's really vintage ticket stubs. And they're like cool. $5 and $7, you know. And, uh, but, uh, Oh, uh, oh, is that you getting uh, a call? <laughs> it is. I'll cut that out. Oh. Anyway, um, I didn't know that was going to happen. I've never seen that before. I don't know why that happened, actually. It's not supposed to do it through here. Uh, anyway, um, so you, what was your first uh, acting job that you got 10 years ago, you said? Oh, wow. Uh, so when I signed with my agent, uh I actually booked the first thing I auditioned for mm. and it was a, you know, those lottery commercials. I don't yeah. know if you have those in Alabama. Yeah, we don't, but we go to Georgia to play. <laughs> okay. So you get those. So you see the commercials then, I guess, right? Yeah. I've saw them oh. before. Yeah. Um, so I was living in Charlotte, so it was a North Carolina education lottery commercial mm-hmm. and it was, I was auditioning for, uh, so the whole idea of the commercial was American Idol. So they had like lookalikes for Paul, Simon, and uh, 
or Paula, Simon and uh, Randy. Randy. And, um, and there were people auditioning to be the next Powerball. Mm. And I, and I walk in or I was auditioning to be a cube. So I'm a cube going in to, to be a Powerball. And obviously it's supposed to be funny, but it's, it's crazy because it was my first ever audition, you know, other than back in college for, uh, you know, uh, stage, mm-hmm. um, first audition. So I'm just happy to be there. And it's an audition about a guy who is auditioning. <laughs> so it's like meta acting almost. It's, uh, so I really just went in happy go lucky, really naive. Cause I'd never auditioned before for TV or film. And they just thought it was just so genuine, I guess. And, and they cast me and I was, I was a cube. So I had this huge freaking square that I was in. And I think the pay was 500 bucks. Um, and I was just on top of the world. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Does it get better? Does it get better than this? I'm getting $500 for one day. And <laughs> I know that feeling and it, well. <laughs> and it took, I think it took like three months because it was a non-union, uh, um, like mm-hmm. gig. Yeah. And now a lot of lottery, they do SAG now. So you get, so you get paid like in two weeks, they have to pay you in two weeks. Whereas non-union, they don't really have to pay you until they're, you know, until they want to pay. Yeah. Um, But usually it's like three months and Mm. yeah, I got my check three months later (laughs) and I was just like, man, it doesn't get better than $500 a week or for a day. Does it? It did obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Got a little better. (laughs) Um, you were, uh, I guess the first movie, like big movie that you were in was the one with Tom Cruise, right? Is that right? So, um, I shot with Tom Cruise, but my stuff never, uh, it didn't make it in. Oh, did you, did you, did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it. So there's a scene, it's based on a true story, um, in the seventies, uh, Tom Cruise played like it was a drug runner, like undercover, I think. But I played an I played a IRS uh, agent. So there's a scene around the end of the movie, and they turned it into a montage of him like leaving hotels. And I was I came to one of the hotels and confronted him like, "Hey, you've been you know you're being served kind of thing," and they ended up taking it out, but somehow. I'm still in the credits, so I got residuals for it. Wow! And my uh, my grandmother, uh, who passed away uh, in October, um, oh, she saw. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, she was getting up there, but um, she uh, I think she she saw the movie, and she was like, "Hey, Kevin, I saw you in that uh, that new Tom Cruise movie." I was like, "No, nah, Grandma, I wasn't in it." No, yeah, you were. I, I remember hearing your voice. I was like. I, I watched the movie. I I promise you it wasn't me. So I have a feeling she saw the credits. Yeah. And she saw me in the credits, but she was thinking about another movie that yeah. she had watched. Um but yeah, it, it was great getting to work with Tom Cruise. That was uh that was surreal, uh, because it's fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> but I would say um the first movie I did that was in theaters and you actually can see me is the movie prisoners with uh 
with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman and uh, Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah, I was at the end of that movie. Okay. But the funny thing about that is I was uncredited in that movie, <laughs> which made no sense because... And I knew before the movie came out, I saw on IMDb that it was uncredited. Mm-hmm. So I called SAG and was like, hey, does that mean I'm not in the movie? And they were like, probably. And I was like, okay, well, I w- and I was still going to watch it, but I was going to wait till it came out on DVD or something. Yeah. And some people started texting me like that had seen it early. They're like, hey, you did a great job in the movie Prisoners. I was like, wait, what? So I'm in the movie? Okay, well, I guess I got to go watch it. So, yeah, and it was uh, it was a fun little scene with Jake Gyllenhaal at the end. I mean, technically, I had the last line in the movie, so yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and didn't even get credit for it. Yeah, got I, credit for something was, you wasn't. It may, I had to go through SAG, uh, so it took years to get residuals. Mm. Um, obviously, they can't go back in and you know put me as a credit. Yeah, in after the, it's. Uh, yeah, but they could put me as a credit on IMDb, but they I don't think they ever have. No, oh, well, it's crazy business. It is a crazy business. The music business is equally as crazy, oh, I would say. I can imagine. Um, of course, I haven't experienced it to the level that you have, you know, the entertainment business. Um, uh, no, no Tom Cruise, like, freak outs or throwing jugs of water around and cussing the camera guy <laughs> one and oh yeah you know. oh my god i heard about yeah i remember hearing about that <laughs> that was oh, that man. was uh that was a little crazy i mean i at first i was like well good i mean he needs to be on them about it because i mean we're in a pandemic and then i found out that i think they were all wearing masks but they were too close together at a computer and i was like i was like wow well that maybe eh, no that's a little little much but you know he's he's the producer i mean he doesn't want that thing to shut down so yeah you know he's he's taking all the precautions hadn't he done that like three times now or something like had freakouts. uh that's the only one i know about is on mission impossible yeah recently. maybe i'm I thinking Chris, somebody else oh christian bale christian bale right christian bale yeah, yeah. got got mad at a uh, at a sound guy like years ago that was in, that was uh, insane yeah man. that was un, that was uncalled for well that's you know who knows when somebody's gonna freak out and then dennis quaid did the whole uh you know thing and it, it worked pretty well a few years ago it was a thing for funny or die have you seen that um i've heard of funny or die it, it's it, hilarious it's like he's pretending to be he's pretending to freak out but it's shot i think they were i think originally somebody filmed it on a cell phone i mean it was all staged okay people didn't know and the (laughs) cell phone video came out on youtube and then jimmy kimmel and all these people and you know it's like you know what i think they had dr drew or somebody like trying to figure (laughs) out (laughs) you know why he's freaking out and (laughs) and then it came on everything's like no, it was just a just a bit we did for Funny or Die. And then Funny or Die released the whole video. <laughs> and he was like, gotcha. It's very tongue-in-cheek. And it, it's, yeah. But, it, it you know, it got a lot of publicity. So, oh, I can imagine. Uh, I think that was their 
they're thinking there, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, the music business is similar, uh, to all this craziness that goes on and with, you know, getting credited or not getting credited and, uh, just all kinds of stuff like that. It's, it's, some of it's kind of like, how could you miss that? Really? You mean like, uh, like if you help write a song and somehow they're oh, no. not credited, that kind of thing? That, a long time ago, that really used to happen. Um, it, it, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's like somebody would write a song and then if nobody knew who they were, then somebody else recorded the song and then all of a sudden somebody's name that nobody's ever heard of, but it's not the writer of the song is on the mm-hmm. credits. So they're getting the checks and everything. And wow. Uh, it's, you know, that happened like back in the fifties, even, uh, it, it still happens. I mean, you so, know, so it's like a, like a ghost credit. Like they had nothing to do with the song, but yeah. they were a bigger name. So it looks better. Yeah. Yeah. And then wow. of course you get stolen ideas as, you know, uh, TV uh, script writers do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they get their ideas stolen, and, um, copied and everything else. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's just a crazy business, man. And, uh, you're, you're real fortunate to have got on the show. I've, you know, working with Jason, Jason's very involved with Ozark, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's uh his production uh company is part of it. Um Aggregate Films. Uh so he works with MRC and he's an executive producer. He's directed on it. Yeah, he's he's a big part of it for sure. I feel like he's a very intense in tune guy. You know. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's in tune. I would say I wouldn't say intense though. Uh he's easy. He's like an actor's uh director for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause he's been on the other side of the camera, of course. Right. Um, so he lets you play within the sandbox, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, but he has like a, you know, when we shoot a scene, like he has a vision and, you know, he'll direct you and then he'll let you play within that world, uh, yeah. you know, to let you do your thing. But yeah, he's, he's great. He is man. He, he's got that natural thing. Uh, everything he he's acting in kind of like Tom Selleck. Uh, Sam Elliott, some guys like that. Like you, you know who that is, and and yeah, he can play a good guy or a bad guy, and he's still his mannerisms and everything is still himself. Yeah, uh, Jason. Um, he said in interviews that he likes to play the everyman. Yeah, like he likes to find the the nuances in the everyman kind of deal. Yeah, and he's great at it. That definitely makes sense. Um. Yeah, he's he's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. That that just shows you like the longevity in a career and the fact that you know, back in uh like during Silver Spoons and uh Hogan family and all that. Hogan family. And he had this break at one point, probably, you know, a decade maybe, if not more, where I mean people knew who he was, but he just wasn't mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't getting a ton of roles like yeah. i remember when he was uh 
in the movie with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, uh, the breakup. Yeah. Like that was kind of his, uh, he was coming back into yeah. like, you know, the, on the scene. Um, because I think that was around the same time as Arrested Development, maybe. Um, which also was a big thing that brought him back. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be really, really, cause that could drive you crazy having to wait that long to, you know, for your next big thing. I mean, yeah. and he says it in interviews. He's like, this is not a job for everybody. It's, you know, if he, if he could do anything else, he said he would have, <laughs> but you know, I mean, even if, if I could do something else, I probably would. I mean, I love doing what I do. So. Yeah. Uh, any advice or wisdom he's shared with you about anything life or acting or, uh, money or anything we've never really gotten to like chat chat um but uh i mean like if you listen to some of the pod like his podcast smart list he's got some good uh good advice there i mean i guess an example on sets it's more of like just a set example but uh like the scene um i don't know this wouldn't be advice like like career advice it'd be like a funny story about how i was i was delivering a line wrong i don't know would that be you want to hear that yeah sure (laughs) uh you remember the scene um where i'm at the funeral home in season one yes and i'm with wendy so the line uh is that's what was the line oh my god isn't that so isn't that so mom or that's so mom it was something like that. And I was, and I was delivering it like directly to Wendy. Like that's, that's so, that's so mom. Like, and he was, and, and we cut and he was like, Hey, uh, everything was great, but I don't, that one line, just not, I don't know. There's something but that one line. I was like, yeah, I know. I can't, I don't understand. It just feels weird. And he goes, well, can I give you a line read? Which you'd normally, that's like a no, no in, mm-hmm. uh, to line read somebody. But I was like, no, yeah, totally fine. Give me, cause I can't, for some reason for the life of me, I cannot figure this line out. And he's like, well, think about it. Like, uh, you know, like you're talking to yourself, like that's so mom. I was yeah. like, Oh, makes more. Okay. That makes more sense than a direct line to Wendy. Like that's so mom, you know, it's just, yeah. Like it just, if, it and made it, more sense, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and so. it made all the difference in the world when you see it now, probably. You know, yeah, because it's a, it's like a natural. Yeah, I I get that. Mm-hmm. I felt like a goofball. I was like, "How did I not realize?" <laughs> well, it's just that, that was the way the line was supposed to be delivered. Usually, <laughs> it's just probably you know the obvious. Sometimes the obvious is is hard to reach or hard to see. You know, that's, yeah, it's, it's like, songwriting's like that, man. It's like simple songs are hard to write. Yeah, I don't know how, I mean, songwriting is, I I don't know how people do it. Uh, I do remember, I think I was, it was back in college. I can't remember, I think it was an English course I took. And we were talking about paradoxical statements and how, and somebody said, yeah, that's in a lot of songs. And I never thought about that. But now when I listen to songs, you hear a paradoxical statement because it's, I don't know. There's something poetic about it. Like it's like, uh, 
I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's so many like in songs where it's just a contradictory, like it's a contradictory statement mm-hmm. because it's, because it fits like it's poetic. Yeah. If I could think of one off the top of my head, I would. Well, you know, Willie, I'm sure Nelson, you have a lot though. Willie Nelson was great at that. Uh, you know, he did a song, the last thing I needed first thing this morning, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I mean, in country music, it was done a lot and still is. Uh, I think it works. I like Chris Christopherson, his songwriting. If you've never listened to really his, some of his catalog, it's amazing. Okay. I mean, I'm a huge, uh, like Tyler Childers. Oh yeah, man. He's Chris good Stapleton. Too. Yeah, yeah. Stapleton. Uh, like, like I, I always, <laughs> I'm always like Echo. Play Chris Stapleton radio. Yeah, and, man. And I got a, uh, I got into it like when I was Uber driving. I was just trying to find something to listen to, so I turned on the Avid Brothers Pandora, which I really like, and and Chris Stapleton popped up, and then the Steel Drivers. I was like, wait a minute, this guy sound that sounds a lot like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know that. He was, uh, he had a band called the steel drivers before he went solo. Yeah. Like, I don't know a ton about music, so I learned more as I started listening, but yeah. You're, uh, did I read somewhere that your mom was a country singer? Yep. Yep. Um, she sang, uh, when she was like in, uh, like middle school, junior high. Oh, really? Uh, back in Malden, South Carolina, um, so she had a band and she was the lead singer and uh, she sang with Loretta Lynn, like when, when she would come through town and obviously back in like the fifties and sit like, you know, they didn't have like huge stadiums. Yeah. So, so Loretta Lynn would play like outside to a, you know, like a small crowd and, but she was, was Loretta Lynn. I mean, that's just insane to think about now, but uh, oh, yeah. there was definitely some kind of like just very, southern rooted kind of feel to that um but yeah she got to open up for loretta lynn when she was younger i remember my grandmother uh telling me that my mom's name is renee and and she would go into the back you know to see if you know how loretta was doing and she and and loretta would go hey she'd call her renee she'd be like renee go out there and sing a song for those folks for me (laughs) open up for me so um yeah so uh it's it's amazing yeah but the thing is like so she was supposed to be on the grand Ole opry Mm. with with her with her band and this is why she kind of got out of it because she she you know felt pretty hurt by it but she was getting most of the attention because she was you know the the cute lead singer Mm -hmm. uh young girl and uh their manager um was the dad of the lead guitar or uh drummer one or the other and he was and he thought that she was stealing the spotlight mm. so when they got the call that they were going to be on the grand old opry they didn't tell my mom they told so they got there and they and when they were like hey where's your where's your little girl singer and they told her, they told him that she was sick. Wow. So, and she found that out and 
I'll tell you, my grandpa was not happy. Like he was pretty angry about that. So, um, yeah. And then Loretta Lynn, uh, she said, Hey, when you, when you, uh, when you graduate high school, you know, come out to Nashville and, you know, and I'll hook you up. Obviously that never happened, but, uh, yeah. Or I, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't even be here if that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something that really be proud of alone. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah that kind of, that would, I could understand how that left a bad taste in her mouth. And that was probably a good thing that she decided not to pursue it because that's the music business right there. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, I mean, even for young kids, that's pretty cutthroat. Even if they didn't have anything to, I mean, who knows that might've been the dad saying, Hey, she's still in the spotlight. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let that happen, but you know, I mean, Hey, I did, uh, I did get her something for Christmas. It was very, it was something unorthodox because I couldn't think of what to get her. Um, so I got her a signed, uh, um, like, uh, album cover that's framed that Loretta Lynn signed. Oh, so she was really cool. happy to see that. And I would love to, if I had any way to make the, get, you know, where they could meet up at some point again, because I'm sure she would remember her. I mean, yeah, she know, probably she played, would. For, she played for her when she came through town a number of times. I don't see why she would remember. Her. They toured and stuff. I mean, they, the band, uh, Oh, my mom's band. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was a local kind of thing. Like just in, like in South Carolina, maybe they went to like different, uh, like maybe what were they called? Uh, like fest, um, festivals, fairs, fest, things. fairs. Yeah. Fairs. County fairs. What was mm-hmm. the, what was their band name? Oh man. I can't remember. I don't even know if they had a name. Uh, they that had might, to have a name. I just can't think of it. Some, some didn't. So they might not have some, there I, was back then some bands didn't have a name. They were, the guy announcing them would just make something up. It's crazy. I know, it sounds. I know, uh, what my, one of my mom's songs, I don't know if it might've been solo without the band, but it was called when mama slapped Papa last night. <laughs> I'll always remember that title, <laughs> but that was a, a song that I remember hearing when I was growing up sometimes. Oh man. Well, that's really cool. You know, that's, uh, I, 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 I hate it for her because that's, unfortunately that's the business. You know, it really is. Yeah. Business was harder on women, too. Uh, yeah, it's man, yeah, same thing in the acting world, for sure. Yeah. And women are smarter than a lot of these egotistical men. And I don't think men know how to handle that. They don't like being, you know, somebody being smarter than them. A lot of men don't. You know, nowadays it's better. But, man, back then. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, yeah. But. You know, it's uh, it's one of them things, I guess. Um, you uh, I also read that you either did you visit the set or was did you have an appearance on uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Oh yeah. Um, so so Tom Hanks uh, wasn't there. Like he he hadn't started shooting yet. This was like like I think maybe the first week of shooting and I played a, uh, 
I was like a reporter who was, who was getting, I was receiving a journalism award. And so it was the, I was audition. The audition was something else than the, what I got cast as. Um, so there were, there weren't any lines. So when I received my, like I come up and I get the award and then it's just improv and I'm just up there like, you know, I'd like to thank so-and-so and thanks for giving me this award, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and obviously if you've seen the movie, you, I didn't make, <laughs> I didn't make it in the movie. Um, yeah. but, but again, I got credited in that movie. Hmm. So, I mean, you can see me cause I'm in the front. Like when they show a shot of the stage, mm-hmm. like I'm at the front on the right hand side and that's, that's about it. Yeah. Well, Hey, you got the credit. Yeah. For, I had a nice for little, whatever reason. I had a nice little goatee or whatever, cause <laughs> it was supposed to be set in like the eighties or something. And yeah, it was, oh, <laughs> man. it was fun getting to be in Pittsburgh too. Yeah. That was a great movie, wasn't it? I enjoyed it, yeah. I, I was, it. I, when we found out, me and my wife found out about that movie, because uh, I have a lot of respect for Fred Rogers and what he did, uh, you know, with his life. And when we found out about that movie and that Tom Hanks was playing him, I said, well, he'll be great, but I don't know if he can get the timing, you know. But, man, he got it. Yeah, he had that yeah. timing down, just slow paced. And... Yeah, because Fred Rogers was very, uh, like, it, it was. I'm sure it was by design. Like, you know, it's. Yeah. It, but yeah, he was such a good person, like just a good person. Like, and I remember seeing videos of, uh, um, I think where he was receiving an award, maybe an Emmy, and. Mm-hmm the guy it was a it was a kid that was on his show who had like um i think he was in a wheelchair yeah and he presented the award to him not a dry eye in that house there's no way yeah i remember that just and then the movie you know can't help but tear up in some of those there on some of those parts for sure yeah It, it was a great movie i think that the world needed you know uh oh yeah i don't think it got the recognition that it deserved to get because it was outshadowed by you know, other hit movies at the time. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was, it was a great movie. Um, he was nominated. I think he was nominated for uh, a number of awards for his performance. I mean, how yeah. can you not know? I mean, right. The, they, I mean, the awards love biopics and especially if you, you know, you knock them out of the park and you got somebody like Tom Hanks behind it. So yeah, he definitely got, he didn't win any, but he got nominated for sure. Yeah. Well, Ozark, uh, I was hoping we'd get two more years, but I guess we're getting only one more. Uh, how, how did you find out that that was going to be the last season? Um, wow. Uh, well, I mean, I stay in touch with our showrunner. Uh, so he let me know maybe a couple weeks prior to the big reveal of like, hey, season four is coming back, even though I we knew a season four was coming. I just didn't know that it was going to be the last season Um, and how close it came to, to not even like, you know, season four, not happening. Uh, And I think it was because of, you know, 
the pandemic and like having to shoot, you know, not knowing what was going to happen in the business at that time. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get a lot, it's going to be the last season, but we're going to get 14 episodes. So, you know, episodes one through seven will be like part one, I think. And then eight to 14 is part two, I think. But I, I want to say that the first part's going to come out and then you're not gonna have to wait like a year or something for the second part. I would, I would think maybe like a month or so they'll drop the second half. Cause that would just freak people the fuck out. If they just <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute, seven episodes. That's it. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. They're not going to wait, make people wait like a year. I hope not. Cause it feels like we've already waited five. I know for- <laughs> we, we were supposed to start shooting, uh, in August. Um, if it, even if it wasn't, if there was a, you know, if the pandemic didn't happen, like that was the plan to shoot in August. Mm-hmm. So not too big of a difference. Like we started in mid November, you know, I mean, a couple months starting a couple months earlier, you know, the show would definitely be coming out earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think October, November of this year, I always say like a year, you know, from when we start shooting is a good way to kind of gauge when the, uh, when the next season's going to drop. Have you seen any of the final episodes yet? Um, I've got, I've got the, uh, the first, uh, the first block of episodes. Cool. Um, and I kind of know what I'm doing in the second half. Mm-hmm. So I got some, I got some good stuff and, other thing, other good things happen. Like I know some stuff, but I, I definitely don't want to ruin it for people because it's going to be. Oh, I'll just no. say we're. I'll say we're going out with a bang. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to ask great. you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you. I just <laughs> just wondered how happy you were with the final product if you was able to check them out. From, oh, from what I've read so far, I think it's going to be dynamite. And we just uh, we just got nominated for you know, a lot of golden globes a couple of days ago. And then we got nominated for, you know, best ensemble at the SAG awards yesterday, which was great. Cause that's, a, um, this is my first time actually getting a nomination, uh, because you have to be in more than half of the episodes mm. for the season. And unfortunately when we got nominated for season two, I wasn't, I was only in four episodes. So I didn't get part of the ensemble season three. I was in six episodes. So I, I, you know, I made the cut. So I was like, man, if we get nominated, I'm actually going to get to yeah. see my name on the ensemble list. And it was, it was pretty surreal. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool to see the, you know, all the hard work paying off, uh, you know, 10 plus years and getting to see that. Yeah. All well deserved, man. I hope they Thanks, I man. hope they run the table and win every award possible. I mean, it's just a great show and uh man, enjoyed talking to you and talking a little music business, a little entertainment business and uh good luck on that on that pilot too, man. We're holding out for you. Oh, thanks, man. I'll uh keep me I'll updated you know. on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know what I hear. I should hear something one way or the other. In like the next week or so oh awesome yeah definitely shoot me a text or something let me know will do all right this is uh kevin l johnson we've been talking to 
and you've been watching and listening to Picking It Out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.